0: Hello everyone and welcome to this special announcement for Watch No Evil. This is Matt.
1: And this is Zach, and we've got some news for our Patreon subscribers. Here we'll be detailing the material that we'll be covering in our Patreon-exclusive episodes, including both full-length bonus episodes and mini-episodes for those subscribers. So the first episode, which we will be releasing very shortly after this announcement, is a revisiting of The Thing. And in this episode, we explore all things The Thing, And that includes from the original short story that is based off of Who Goes There by John W. Campbell all the way up through the modern prequel of 2011.
0: So if you haven't noticed, we haven't done on the main podcast hosting a sequel to a film yet. And so we wanted to take this opportunity to provide our thoughts on sequel material, prequel material, and to deliver them just to you, the Patreon subscribers, so that you can listen to our continued thoughts about franchises that you love that we love, and to give you an opportunity to get some value out of the money that you're giving to us. Alongside those mini-episodes, we'll cover smaller topics or things like television episodes, shorter movies, or franchise discussions like we were expecting to talk about, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, which is a pinnacle of classical horror material that has to have its own due. However, it wouldn't be right to have them Work on a full hour long episode, considering that's what we spend on a normal episode for an entire movie. Besides this, we also have plans to incorporate new music into our podcast as underscore for the show that we're doing we want to bring in more guests we want to introduce live albums of music that are specific to just the podcast for example ones that includes an extended cut of the watch no evil theme composed by zach that you alone will get the opportunity to listen to
1: And we'll also be doing some more full-length bonus episodes on other horror fan favorites. If all of this sounds good to you and you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, you can go to patreon.com forward slash watchnoevil, no spaces, no punctuation, and you can subscribe there to receive all of this content for yourself.
0: For full transparency, if you want to know what things the money that is going to the Patreon will be doing, it will be providing us with an opportunity to further advertise the podcast to get more lovely listeners that can join your ranks. It will help us to eventually web host our own website, that we can then further build upon, uh, have our own domain, and essentially support the show monetarily in ways that a normal business would be able to operate through funding and different costs. So none of the money is going to us. It's going to continue to make the show better.
1: And in this trailer here, we'll also include a preview to that earlier episode that I mentioned of The Thing We're calling The Thing Revisited. So uh, we hope you enjoy that, and we will roll that now.
0: There is this idea that it could be a singular entity, and I don't actually think that it's a singular entity. One of the things that I was imagining is that It's almost an infection because it shows in the prequel trilogy that single individual cells from the thing are enough to jumpstart the metamorphosis and the mimic process. So I felt like with the John Carpenter and with the prequel, it was alluding back to the AIDS crisis even further by saying that it's a blood sort of illness. It's it's an infection that takes over and destroys cells. Almost like, you know, a, a cancer would or an autoimmune disease. Because what are cancer cells, if not just human cells, that have metamorphosed into something dangerous?
1: Right. And the weird thing is they're never really specific on how it is transmitted. Because I, I do agree. I think it's more like a communicable disease than an actual being. And I think that's closer to the original form of it and who goes there because they they always describe it as they don't know if they're infected or not. They don't know if they're themselves or not. And it's like, if I am acting in a way to thwart the thing, then I cannot be the thing. But then, of course, I think it's McCready that says like, well, if you were the thing and you were super intelligent like we believe it to be then yeah, you would act against yourself so that you could then infect other people in the process of thwarting yourself or you could sabotage this, this plan, right? You want to be in on the information. So it's like, it's just really like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Kind of situation. I think that both the the John Carpenter and the prequel. I think they do that really well with this this insinuation of like just takes one single cell of the thing to infiltrate your system to assimilate you. Mm because then you're unknowingly just becoming it you're becoming part of it and whether or not you are aware you are now acting at its will yeah and i think that is super cool and also super scary and that i think that's why the thing is just so intriguing as a concept
0: yeah and it's interesting to uh, to to consider it being an infection and a virus because with every host that a virus lives inside it has the potential to morph and develop stealing genetic material and information to make it be more mm-hmm. viable the next person that it is host to it's like why we have to constantly change the flu vaccine because the flu is constantly changing every time that it runs into a person it changes a little bit goes to the next person changes a little bit goes to the next person and so with this There is also a really interesting idea that's shown in the prequel and in the John Carpenter where the thing mimics a person and still maintains at least some of their memories, some of their emotional qualities, their affects. It is able to mimic them as a person that they are, not just as like the facade, the image of what they are. So it can act the same way which implies that there is some sort of genetic code that is being passed through the thing. So then, if the thing has this ability to mimic and metamorphose into other beings or into these predator monsters that tack and destroy, I think that it's not like breaking down itself necessarily. I think that it is taking from its previous iterations... Mm. It is taking the most dangerous parts of its previous mimics and using those as the qualities that then allow it to attack. It opens up into these claws and into fangs and into talons and into these, like, ropes that'll fly off and and latch onto people because that's the most effective strategy is take from the dominant predatorial species that you know, which often have those key features. And then you look at how throughout the thing is able to replicate really easily. Any instance of the thing that is severed as a limb has its own independence. So it can not mm-hmm. only break off and do its own thing, it can break off, do its own thing, and then reassimilate itself back into the whole.
1: So I think that you're, you're onto something here with it's taking the form or it's putting all the, its most effective tools at work at once when it what what I described as it breaking down. I just meant like the facade breaking down. But so then you'd kind of ask yourself, why isn't it more effective then? Because it it does often move pretty slowly. And it's not very good at killing people in (laughs) in its uh, multitude of forms. But is killing people really its goal? And I would definitely say no. I think its goal is to spread as much as possible. So Lloyd says in the prequel, it can't imitate inorganic material. Well, if something's dead, it is no longer organic. Or if it's dead long enough, I guess. So it doesn't want to imitate a dead person. So it wants to take a live person. You see it actually absorb a live person. Person in the prequel. Yeah. So I think that's like really interesting that you can say like, well, why, why is it so slow? Why is it so clumsy? Why does it give itself away every time? And it's because it's actually smarter than just a killing machine. It's trying to assimilate mm-hmm. everything. The thing from another world. I think it does fine. I think that is interesting and definitely like focuses on, like I said, more that man versus man. Kind of conflict in the face of this other but it just doesn't capture the the ingenuity of the concept of the thing it's like the, its transient nature is the very reason why we call it the thing and not something that has a name mm-hmm. and it, it really is i'll call it the perfect organism to steal from alien that being said what if the ultimate form of the thing once it finds all the most effective ways of existing. Like, what if it just looks like a xenomorph by the end?
0: That'd be a fun crossover.